Adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Florin. The song is sung. Part 2. Folly groaned. He was used to pain. Asa used him as a punching bag when she didn't get what she wanted. If that wasn't bad enough, his brother was ordered to strike him as she was displeased. Lately, she'd been very displeased. They'd lost more than enough money. She wanted to rule the houses, but she couldn't hold her own small house together. If they didn't move soon, Hakila would be a thing of the past. The cure? He whispered into the still dark room. Hospital, he noted by the smell. I'm here. A warm hand covered his. I'm so sorry, Vali. This is not your fault. For once, he wasn't on the wrong end of Asa's anger. You couldn't know? The money? <sighs> Cubs have it. We'll get it back. What happened? I'm not really sure. One moment we were walking out, I had the bag. The next, I was on the ground, protecting our investment. Come on, Vali, give me more. Dekir rose, starting to pace. Asa is going to start breathing down my neck. She's not already? The older brother paused. She doesn't know yet. He wouldn't be able to keep the information from her for long. Vali moved to sit up, hissing in pain. How much was she expecting? A quarter of a million. How much was there? The two were working hard to form alliances and bring Asa down. Their father, before he died, told the boys he wanted them in charge. As Asa was the oldest, she lay claim to the house before his body was even cold. Nothing to cure nor Vali could say would push her out. Either they could fight her, which they would both lose, or they could deal with it. Currently, the Haki Lao was bordering on destruction. If they couldn't remove Asa as head of the house, they would take those still loyal to the real Haki Lao and leave, joining up with another house, if they could, and hope one day to reclaim their land and their name. More than enough. How are things on your side? <sighs> They'd be better if this hadn't happened. They needed to prove to the other houses they could be trusted. With the latest haul in the cops' hands, it didn't look good. Who did it? Who do I get to kill? Dekir had a temper. Nowhere near as bad as his sister. At least, Dekir only took it out on those who really deserved it. Even when he was ordered by Asa to attack Vali, he tried to make it look good without hurting his little brother. Vali touched his broken horn, recalling how Asa had grabbed his head when Dekir clearly wasn't going to inflict enough pain on the younger brother, and slammed him into a brick wall, breaking the outer layer of his horn and leaving him unconscious for several hours. Dekir had been there when he woke, tears filling his worried eyes. I have no idea. I didn't recognize him. He had our markings, but I didn't know him. Vali didn't know everyone in the house, of course, though he knew more than Asa thought he did. Could have been one of her personal people. If so, this didn't bode well. Shit, she's on to us. We might as well gather our people and get out, I know. Dekir began to pace, his hand moving to his pocket where he kept his phone. But bro, catching his brother's attention and causing him to stop. I don't think he was. Why not? Raleigh tipped his head, fingering the light blanket. The way he approached us, he was looking for someone. I don't know who, but I bet anything he was looking for one person. Dekir's hands clenched into fists. No, he'd never hit Vali, not even in anger, but he wanted to hit something. So he walked up and... What? Said he was there for the drop. Or 
the guys asked what happened to Condes. He just stared at us, then pulled the gun. I went down, over the bag. Even being shot, his first thought had been to protect their investment. I think I blocked out soon after. I'm sorry I'm not stronger. No. Volley. You're stronger than anyone else I know. Secured to the seat once more. Agreeing with Volley just didn't sound like Asa. Her people wouldn't speak. They would have opened fire and made sure no one walked out alive. For this. The younger male nodded. Were they all loyal to us? Dickhead shook his head. No. The first wasn't. The third I was working on. Why? Asa's not setting this up then. If she was, only those loyal to the boys would be removed. And at a much faster rate. Either that, or she'd call them in and put them both to death by fire, as she believed it was her right as leader of the house to do. What happened at your meeting? What do you think happened? Volley made a face. She wanted to know where I was. When you didn't tell her, she tried to take her anger out on you. You dodged, towed her off, then stormed out. Close. She went over business. How much we've lost, and how it's my fault. That this is the reason men shouldn't run anything. More like she shouldn't run things. The cure, I know you don't want to hear this. I think we need help. If these murders don't stop, we're not going to make the allies we need. The older brother rocked as though he'd been struck. You know what I think of cops. He did. The cure thought they were all dirty. There has to be one out there we can trust, the cure. I looked right at this guy, and I couldn't tell you a damn thing about him, other than he was marked like us. He touched the scarification which littered his head. If the cops come calling, will you at least talk to them? For me? Those words, for his little brother, the one he'd do anything for, made him cave. Fine. If one comes calling, if they're not on the take, if I know, if Asa hasn't brought their loyalty... He took a deep breath and let the pain meds work through him. How bad. You have another scar, this. I'm glad I didn't lose you. Me too, Volley nodded. Tesla? Dekir shook his head. His drop went off without a hitch. Seeing how Volley neared sleep, he added, I might be able to use that drop to cover Arthur's take and still have enough to prove we're good for a steady cash flow. I'll check with Tesla. Smart, bro. This is why their father wanted a cure to run the house. He got on well with people, knew how to handle things, and kept his temper in check when he needed to. Vali might be the most level-headed of the three, but he'd never had the force of personality to run the house. He'd be a damn good second if Dekir moved up. Slowly, his eyes drifted closed and sleep claimed him. Dekir rose. He had work to do and fast. He needed to speak to Tesla, see if they had enough to cover things, talk to their possible allies, and make sure they went in on the killings. Then, see if he could figure out who was. In four hours, he'd be back, hopefully with good news. If not, well, he might be packing Volley things so they could head off to another house before the month was out. Sergeant Sachi speaking. How can I... Oh, hey there, Masik. What can I... 
Oh, really? All right, we're on our way. She hung up, grabbing her jacket. Nikolai, let's go. The Alagban grabbed his own jacket off the back of his chair. Autopsy? Thankfully, they'd finished their paperwork nearly an hour before. Sachi had pulled out the board, putting up the newest information, including the pictures of the victims, the head markings of the Haki Lao, along with what they knew about the house as a whole. There was plenty of space still, but the picture was starting to come together. You got it. He put a rush on things. Guess nothing pressing came in last night. <laughs> she headed for the door. The two hit the motor port at the same time as the commissioner called them. Any progress on the Jessic murder? He yelled, stopping them both. Nikolai touched Sachi's shoulder, a warning for her to keep her mouth shut. Much. She committed suicide when a young depot refused to go out with her. I'm aware of what her parents say, however the note, the coroner, and even her teachers all agree. She killed herself in grief. If her folks wish to push this further, I suggest you take the case personally. I'm sure the coroner who signed off on her death would love to hear from you. A report is on your desk. You are welcome to take over. I'll have your badge for this. That man killed a respectable young drug user, Nikolai finished for him. The autopsy found three different drugs in her system. Our investigation showed, and you would know this if you read a damn word of our report, that she threatened her parents that they cut her off. She made several threats to the school board and even filed a police report for abuse which was proven false. She spent time in a day facility for her behavior. When she was released, she told anyone who would listen that she'd been sexually assaulted while there. No evidence could be found. However, there was plenty of evidence that she engaged in intercourse, promising her partners anything they wished for a night. I would not consider this woman respectable in any stretch of the imagination. The up before him fumed. How dare you! Nikolai lifted an eyebrow high. Learn the truth. Do my job correctly. Investigate all crimes equally. For a long time, the two stared at each other. Now I have an autopsy to attend to and a killer to stop. I'll see you rot, Nick. The Alaban stopped dead. His hand slipped to his hip, pushing his jacket back to reveal the pistol which sat there, reminding the commissioner that he was armed and very, very dangerous. I will not remind you again. My name is Nikolai, not Nick. You never shorten my name. His head turned enough to make out the man's face. Your people suffered worse at our hand. I have no reservations for continuing that trend. Do you? The commissioner swallowed hard, taking a step back. Threatening a superior- You are only superior in name. I have closed more cases, arrested more criminals, brought justice to more families than you have in your twenty years on the force. The Elven stood in shock. He hated Nikolai, hated how good he was, how he befriended the Tariki. Closed cases he didn't want closed. He just needed one good reason to see the man burn. There had to be something. Sachi managed to keep quiet until they reached the car. That was insane. You could have been fired. Could have, the Alaban nodded, but he will need more than my words to do anything. He tipped his head at the spot they'd been. There is a camera, but does not record audio. As far as the viewer will know, no threat was made. It is his word against mine. 
All I saw was a friendly chat. No threats. <laughs> they pulled out of the garage. One day, Nikolai, he's going to have your head. I know. And when that day comes, I will make sure every dirty deed he's done comes to light. I might lose my job, but he will lose a hell of a lot more. Sachi considered. You really think you can put the commissioner out of business? Nikolai almost smiled. The corners of his lips tipped up. Hardly what people would call a smile, but for an Aliban, it was a shit-eating grin. And the mayor. Why do you think he's so sure she was murdered? If Nikolai could remove them both, maybe, just maybe, they could get a hand on the mobs and finally rid their city of the worst offenders. I doubt he really believes it. The papers are not being told anything, but it's an ongoing investigation. As long as the papers do not know the truth, he can keep the focus on this one Elven girl and all the tiefling murders. With the larger population belonging to the non-Elven races, the mayor and the commissioner had a harder time pushing their pro-Elven agenda. The election is coming up. They need an Elven win. They need to keep the Narathas happy. Naratha was one of the oldest and most powerful families in all of the Elven. There was rumor they were the first the dragons touched, changing them from the small, weak race into the powerful Ven they were today. Nikolai wasn't sure he believed it, but there was no proof one way or the other. Even if it wasn't true, the Naratha used that boast to strengthen their claim to power. They were one of the most bloodthirsty, destructive mob families in the city. He didn't know if they were bad anywhere else, but the Aliban would bet they were. I'd love to see who's paying to keep him in power. I agree. And once we close this, we shall learn. Tapping her hand lightly, he let her know he already had a plan. What are you working on? Nikolai blinked, feigning confusion. I do not know what you mean. We are on a large case. There is no time. Cut the crap. You have a dozen irons in the fire, Nikolai. You have someone on the mayor and on the commissioner. Who? There are many who can dig things up, and many more who would like to see them both roll. I'm sure I do not have to tell you. We are not the only ones who wish to see them both brought down. Sachi pondered as she drove, trying to piece together the hints. The Riki were the most business-savvy race. They were known to run banks, lawyer offices, doctors, stores, just about any other business one could think of. Sure, the other races did as well, but none were as successful as the Riki. As far as spies, the depots were the best. They were hackers, information brokers, and private detectives. Tieflings made great cops, bouncers, and filled other jobs which required brute force, along with cunning. The Lodorn filled out the other roles left in the city. They were good as secretaries, researchers, and designers. Often they ended up as truck drivers thanks to their reflexes and their quickly adjusting eyes. While her own were the entertainers of the world, the artists and performers. They pulled into the hospital lot. The coroner was in the basement. Few people knew the very same place where the sick and dying went to heal and recover was where their bodies were examined. Sachi put the car in park and turned. Every race but the Elevan. You have a mole in every area. Sachi, Arnie worked closely with the Riki. How could I have spies anywhere else? He opened the door, ending her line of question. 
One day, Nikolai, she muttered, undoing her belt and following him. The weather was turning, a chill in the air. Soon they'd have snow. She glanced at a partner. His race was designed for the snow. They vanished in it. She'd seen it herself. Even though he wore a bright red shirt, he'd vanish completely. For reasons unknown, no matter what he wore, no matter how he tried to stand out, he just couldn't. One day, I will learn all your secrets, she whispered, heading for the door. Down three flights of stairs and through a set of double doors, they found themselves in the morgue. Masik is expecting us, Sachi began, being handed a mask and gloves they were to wear. Of course. Right this way, officers. The nurse began. Gruesome business, officers. That poor girl, I mean, being killed. <laughs> the autopsy was done in this office. You know full well she committed suicide. Do not buy into the media's cry for- What? We just finished her. Three shots, close range, then the killer gutted her. Nikolai stopped. He hadn't heard anything about this. What race? The nurse blinked. Riki, why? Was her uterus removed? The nurse nodded. Then she was caught cheating. If she's dead now, she was caught again. They do not take kindly to cheaters. Oh. The poor nurse paled further. Right through there. She waved a hand at the small Riki before the male body. The smell was enough to make most people gag. But it wasn't the smell so much as the white which bothered Nikolai. He'd seen enough gray and white to last a lifetime. He liked color these days. This place depressed him. Maybe if there was a smear of red, something of color, he could have stood it. To take his mind off the walls and floor, he studied the body. It was the same as the night before. The tiefling's horns were shorter than most, though they hadn't been cut by the look of them. They wrapped about his head like a crown. His scarification had been done around the horns. His hair was short, black, and seemed to be well cared for. His scaly hide was orange and also looked to be healthy. Nikolai would guess the young man wasn't much older than himself. Did you wait for us? Masak nodded. Yes, oh yes, yes. Wanted you to be here for this. Very important, the first, first, first cut. He handed over a small tray. That was all he had. Not much. See? Wallet, wallet, wallet. Nikolai carefully opened it, examined the contents. No ID, like the others. I do. Thank you. He dropped in a bag that Sachi produced. I'm assuming you have already taken the hair and skin samples. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No reason to bore you with those. Stand back. He might paint, paint, paint you. Sachi took two steps back, while Nikolai only shifted his weight so he'd be out of range. Masik shrugged and set his knife. As soon as he made the first cut, the blood bubbled up. After a moment, it seeped back into the body as the gap widened. Before Sachi could move, Masik hit a vein and the blood sprayed, missing them all to land on the table. I hate the first cut, she muttered, wondering how Nikolai knew exactly where to stand to get the best view while not being hit. Most important? See the way it flew? Nikolai nodded. Yes. He was healthy. No drugs in the system. The wiki blinked, only for a smile to spread over his face. Yes, yes, yes! You see it! The blood spray! He was healthy! Good shape, prime specimen. Would have lived a long life if not shot, shot, shot. Later, Sachi would ask how he knew just from a bit of blood spray. All right, what did that get us? He was not killed over drugs. Go on. Masak beamed. 
He opened the body, carefully cracking the rib of the pot so he could easily see what lay within. Hot is good, he pulled it out, taking a small sample after he weighed it. Yes, very good. Active, fit, very active. See the lungs? He moved those as well. To Sachi, they looked like any other organ. Nikolai, on the other hand, nodded. They are larger than average, yes? Yes, yes, yes! Misik nearly jumped off the box he stood on to get the needed height. You understand, asshole? Glad you do. Care to fill me in? Nikolai couldn't really blame her. Sachi wasn't the sort who had been fascinated with dissection. Sure, his people killed, but they didn't call the body up to study how it worked. A couple of times, he joined a hunting party when they needed an extra hand. He'd help gut and clean the deer they brought down. While he hadn't been out there to learn about anatomy, he'd been interested. The larger the lungs, the more oxygen the animal or person could take in. The larger the heart, the less fit and active. He learned more than enough about stomach contents, and even how to tell if a liver had been damaged due to illness. Maybe if he'd wanted to remain in school for eight more years, he'd have gone into medicine. What about the liver? The Riki waggled a blood-covered finger. Getting there! He weighed the lungs, nodding. Very nice. Too bad. No donation for him. He moved lower carefully, emptying the contents of the stomach, which nearly caused Sachi to gag. Oh god, gross! She covered her mouth to stop from choking. The Yellowband, however, watched as the contents filled the jar. A full meal? Am I seeing noodles? Thankfully, Sachi didn't lose it as the two men discussed what floated in the jar. Massa considered, maybe, looks like pork to me. He sniffed the nod. Yep, pork. Ate recently. An hour before, maybe. Nice last meal. Shame, shame, shame. I know I'm not eating today. The spell scale grossed as the lid was placed, cutting the smell. I should have waited outside. You still could, Nikolai offered. It was almost fun to tease her like this. Both men knew Sachi was a strong woman, but the moment the contents of the stomach were emptied, she turned green. It was just fun to watch her squirm as they discussed the contents as though they were talking sports. Later, when her tummy had a chance to settle, he'd offered to buy her dinner as a way to make it up to her. His partner tried to make herself appear taller. I missed the fun. Hell no, liver time men, give it to us. Both detective and doctor looked at her. You like the liver, liver, liver? I find the most fascinating part. She moved closer to the table. Now, what's it look like? Masek glanced at Nikolai, who shrugged. His partner really was something else. He'd gotten lucky with her. Please. All right. He pulled the liver out, setting it. Hmm. Damage? Sachi pointed to an area. From the stabbing? The Alabam was pleased she spied it so quickly. It's not a laceration. It looks like alcohol. Yes. No. No. Maybe. No. This is different. Oh, damage. A fight, maybe? No. No, all wrong. Liver disease? The Riki looked at the spell scale. Yes, yes, yes! That makes sense! See how it's just here? Very good eye. Good catch. Good catch. Very good catch. He set the liver on the scale, nodding. A bit small, but not dangerous. I will send this for testing. The lead detective inclined his head. I did not notice holes in either the lung or the heart. Where did the bullet enter? Here. He pointed at what looked like to be a small bruise. Right through the arteries. Not the heart, heart, heart. Instant death. Nikolai stepped back. They'd seen all they really needed to. Anything else? 
Masek nodded. Yes, one. He carefully moved the last organ. You know what this is? The two officers did. Masek held in his hands the appendix. In all races, but the Elven, it was essential. The Elven had long since abandoned the idea of eating anything but fully cooked, overprocessed foods as healthy. The other races, including his own, still consumed raw or mostly raw meats. Their appendix worked, removing toxins and other dangers from the body. See? Isn't it a bit smaller than it should be? Sachi asked, glancing at a partner. Yes, but... The coroner dug around in the body cavity. I believe it's all there. He was stabbed, stabbed, stabbed here. Sachi and Nikolai should look. Is this similar to the others? Masik shook his head. No, not a message. He placed the parts on the scale, nodding. When the tests come back, I'll let you know. No, no. Sorry we didn't learn more, more, more. No need. We learned plenty. He removed his gloves, heading to the door. Once out of the hospital, Sachi stopped. What the hell did we learn? Nikolai nearly smiled. That our victim was a healthy 20-something. That he had pork before he died, and our killer stabbed whatever he could reach. He patted her on the shoulder. Come, I feel like pork. How could you eat... Oh. Sure. Pork does sound good. Pork. Their place to start. There couldn't be that many places would serve pork to a young tiefling an hour before he was killed. Maybe they could learn more about him without needing to go to the mob for help. Three hours later, they were no closer to finding where the young tiefling ate before he died. Guess we do need to meet with this Asa, Sachi groaned as she got back into the car. I would rather not, Nikolai leaned back. In truth, he would rather call this and start on his pet project. However, even if he could bring enough evidence to bear, he needed more than just the Riki backing him. Let's go back to the hospital. You can't really believe the tests are in. The Yellowband blinked. No. I think the other victims should be able to speak to us. Right. The other four who'd been attacked and left alive. Of course. Right. I knew that. A short time later, they were heading up to the fifth floor. Nikolai glanced about. No officer, either in plain clothes or in uniform. Off. Normally they like to keep a watch on possible witnesses. Think the big heads have something to do with this? Possible. He'd make a few calls later. They approached the desk, asked for those who had been admitted the night before in a possible mob-related incident. The nurse blinked. Race? So more than a few people had come in who fit that criteria. Tiefling. Four of them. Nikolai produced his badge. And please do not insult me. I know they were brought here. Uh, we can't... She looked at Sachi as though the spell scare would help her. Give out. Oh, yes, you can. We're officers of the law. You can damn well tell us where they are. If you refuse, you know, I think I'd hold you for obstruction. Sachi told her with a broad smile. The nurse licked her lips. What if they don't want to talk to you? The Aliban leaned on the counter. Then they can tell us. Themselves. By refusing to inform us where they are. You are not only obstructing justice, but also removing their right to seek that justice. Right. She quickly found the sheet she needed. 
Room 520 through 516. One's a minor. Minor? Not good. The parents have been contacted? She shrugged. I don't know. He's had a visitor, so maybe? Nikolai hated people like this. So sure they could protect the world, but refused to learn anything more than what they strictly had to know. Thank you. Sachi and he moved down the hall. Want me to take the kid? Maybe. We'll see. Think you find him cute? Possibly. This was another odd proclivity of his. While he liked women, he also liked men. While women needed to be five years his senior, he wanted his men to be five years younger. As Nikolai was only 23, his attraction ran to those who were underage. Shane was the exception to the rule. He was only a year younger than Nikolai. Maybe that was why the Alaban was so sure he didn't want to remain with Shane, or maybe there was something else going on. Let me know. She almost teased him. Nikolai had taken an oath to uphold the law and maintain the peace, just as she had. This meant he wouldn't go out with anyone underage, even if he really liked them. He'd never jeopardize his career or someone's future. She found out when he refused to question a minor. He nearly begged her to take over the interview. Later, he told her he found the youth attractive. He'd worried that his sudden interests could color his judgment and alter the facts if only to see the young man free. Since then, any time they had to interview a young boy, Sachi offered. They made it a game, pretending he didn't like kids of any kind. Only they knew the truth. We'll need their parents anyway. Unless they refuse. That was always possible. Some kids would rather not have their parents know they were involved in the mob, even if it was how they put food on the table. They paused at the first door. Nikolai peeked in, nodding. He could do this one. May we come in? The tiefling moved to sit up. Who are you? I'm Detective Douglas, and this is Sergeant Sarchi. We'd like to ask you some questions about your attack last night. Who you work for? Nikolai blinked. If you are asking what department, we are with homicide. If you're asking if we are on the take, the answer is no. If you wish to know something else, you will have to spell it out, I fear. The tiefling licked his lips, looking nervous. Who sent ya? This is a murder investigation. We go where the evidence leads. No one sent us. He couldn't miss the signs, the fear which would all the young male. You are free we work for someone. I wish I could assure you that we do not. However, I have no idea who you fear. We cannot. He pulled out his card, handing it over. Speak to those you trust. If you decide to give us that trust, we shall do all we can not to break it. With that, he turned, leaving the room. This might prove harder than we thought. Sachi peeked in the next. Want me to lead off? A shallow incline of the Alaban's head was all she needed. She pushed open the door and stepped in. Hey there! We're trying to learn what happened last night. Don't worry, we're not reporters. Sachi might have the more open personality, but she wasn't able to pick up on the sudden shift. Nikolai moved closer to the bed, handing a card over. We want to stop the one who killed your friend and injured your people. If you feel the same and are willing to put your trust in us, call. The next was the same as the first two. What the hell? Nikolai glanced at the last door. The miner had to be behind there. No reason to go in when the others hadn't been willing to speak. Our friend and the gang squad said there was strife in the house. I suspect they fear their leader. If so, we shall get nothing out of them. 
Before they could say more, a young tiefling, about Nikolai's age, came into view. His skin was a dark, deep red, his horns thick, sweeping back from his forehead. There was a slight twist to them, as though they'd been spun. His eyes were dark, either with grief or worry. He hurried past the nurse's station and toward the first door. Excuse me. Nikolai hurried to the man. I'm Officer Douglas. He offered his badge. The tiefling took the badge, looked it over, then nodded. All right. So? We would like to speak to those involved last night, see if they can shed light on who killed one of their own. The man handed the badge back. No. None till I can confirm whose side you are on. So this was more than simple distrust of police. I understand one of those injured was a minor. While you verify we are safe to speak to, you will wish to have an adult in the room as we question him. What? By law, the minor, depending on age, can waive that right. If they choose so, fine. But I would rather they know before we start rather than later. The tiefling looked over the officers, then towards the one door they hadn't opened. Also would never send an officer like this. I'll let you know tomorrow. A dark red hand appeared palm up. Nikolai took the hint and placed the card within it. A bright pink tongue ran over the sharp, visible teeth. Douglas. Sachi offered her own. Sachi? He blinked, taking her in. I'll let you know. With that, he left them, entering the one room they hadn't. Sachi made a face as they headed towards the stairs. All right, I'm confused. What happened there? Like most mobs, they need to trust us. We cannot earn that trust by forcing their people to speak. However, I think there is more. The way he stood. How in control he appeared. He did not once say he would speak to his boss or leader of the house. He said he would confirm it. I believe we just met to cure. Say what? Sachi turned to look back at the door. The young man vanished behind. If that was to cure, then... Nikolai nodded. Then I think it is safe to assume he is at odds with his sister. I suspect I now understand what the question meant. Do we work for Asa? I doubt he could come out and ask directly. The implication was lost on us, as we are not on the take, as it were, nor are we interested in anything to do with their house. And if we went back right now and said that, it'd look bad for us? Correct. So we shall wait and hope. If Dekir does not find us worthy of that trust, we shall not get anywhere. Come, I believe a cup of hot tea is in order. And a meal, Sachi griped. Her stomach finally settled after the autopsy. It was dinner time, and high time for them to find a place to sit down, eat, maybe even discuss what their next move was, if Dekir didn't find them worthy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Welcome to Florin. Join us next time for The Song is Sung, Part 3. Written, directed, and produced by Quan Panther. Follow me on social media at Minds, Tumblr, and Discord. Links below. Welcome to Florin is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial Share Alike License 4.0 International.